Are you hungry for Jesus Christ? Are you thirsty today? Because I don't want another religion in my life. I left religion, I left Islam. I hate it. I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind. I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. friends welcome to embracing new life and dream church everyone is welcome this is a part two of my special program with apostle demonte edmonds he's a mighty man of god and today we are talking about supernatural we are talking about miraculous power of jesus christ talking about warfares and talking about how you can train your spiritual senses and talking about how you can break your generational curses. So it is a very, very important program. Thank you so much for being with me today. And thank you for joining me today. It's thank an honor so and privilege. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. You are big on the word of God. Yes. And you say that standing on the word of God brings miracles. Yes. Brings a lot of power, of supernatural power of God. Yes. So how explain to us how you stand on the word of God and call invited miracles into your life? Well, the, the scripture that I build the foundation upon mm -hmm. is we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. And so as you're standing on the word of God, you have to discipline yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit that many times you're not going to see the results you're believing for instantly. Yes. We're in an instant microwave generation. We want things yes. now. We want things quick. Yes. That's why in some societies people go to the witch doctor or psychic because yes. they're going to give you a quick answer, but it's going to turn and not be for your benefit. It's going to be, Absolutely. it's going to turn against you and it's going to cause a pitfall. But what the Lord taught me is the word works if you work it. Hmm. And so I said, working the word, you find a scripture that applies to your situation. Um, if it's a healing, yes. if it's a financial breakthrough, yes. if it's a restoration of family, mm -hmm. you stand on that scripture, you speak that I word. Love it. You speak the word, you wow. keep it in your heart, you meditate upon it, mm -hmm. you sow the word into the atmosphere, and you allow that scripture to have more dominance in your thought life yes. than your circumstances. Many people are getting defeated not in their prayers, but in their thought life, because he does exceedingly abundantly yes. above all that we ask and think. Many times we're asking the right things, but thinking the wrong thing. Wow, that's so big because I was recently going through a situation and my scripture is to apply all things work together for good <laughs> for those who love God. Yes. And another, another one I always say, end of the matter is better than the beginning. So yes. I am declaring the end of the matter is going, going to be so much better than the beginning. So I keep declaring that and then that situation, like always when I declare that word in, in that situation, yes. came with victory. So it is so important that we declare the Word of God. Yes. Because I say praying the Word of God is praying the will of God. It is, always. Always. It is yes. His will. What prevents people receiving their miracles? I call it the three days. There's many things that can be hindrances, sure. but three days. One is doubt. Yes. It says when there's doubt and there's also unbelief. You mm -hmm. can have some doubt. Yes. But when you allow the doubt to override your faith, hmm. then you short-circuit the miracle-working power of God. True. So Jesus went to his hometown. He had raised the dead. He had walked on water. He had done all these mm -hmm. uh, miraculous things, but he could do no miracles because of their unbelief. Yes. The second one is distraction. 
Wow. We get distracted with television. We get distracted with things that may be good, but not God. When you're believing for the supernatural miracle, you really need to have your focus. That's and so right. distractions come in. And the third one is being double-minded. The book of James says a double-minded mm. person is going to be unstable in all their ways. So don't allow the wrong people to speak into your life because yes. they can pull you off your faith path. And so wow. you want to be single-minded focusing on what you're believing God for and what the Word of God says. Yes, and, and we are really that microwave generation, unfortunately, that's the truth. And also, uh, we, are, we have like this spiritual ADHD all the time. <laughs> like we are praying here and we are engaging with the world. We are on social media. We are posting something on Facebook <laughs> and then we are praying. So it's, it's just, it is not like we don't have this focused life. Yes. And enemy really uses that to distract us yes. from the will of God. It, yeah. There's so much distraction. What would you suggest to people if they want to really experience that lifestyle? What they, do they have to do? If you really desire change and really desire mm -hmm. God, you have to do two things. The Bible says in Proverbs, through desire, a man separates himself yes. and intermeddleth with all wisdom. That means when you separate yourself, you give more time for God to have your access, access to your attention, yes. access to your soul, access to your spirit, so he can speak to you and impart wisdom. Secondly, we believe that praying doesn't start with the situation so much. Yes. Praying starts with desire. Jesus said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, yes. believe that you receive and you should have it. Amen. Many times we don't have a desire enough for the answer to prayer, so we won't separate ourselves. So if you really want to see God just show up and answer your prayers, you have to have that desire to cause you to pull away from those things. Amen. One thing I really love, and I'm going to show it again, grab hold of your miracle. Where did this come from? You know, how, how do you grab hold of your miracle? T tell us about this book. Well, it came from when I became very serious about the Lord, I was mm -hmm. in prayer, and the Lord said, um, even as my son Jesus Christ was lifted up, he was yes. first brought low. I'm going to allow you to be brought low in some circumstances in life so I can teach and train you and impart faith to you and raise you up for ministry. And I said, Lord, that wasn't part of the prophecy. So for seven years, I went through a wilderness season yes. where it was nonstop trials, testings, uh, demonic warfare, mm -hmm. hardships. But each of those trials and testings, it taught me faith and it taught me the principles of God's Word, how to apply those principles. And so now I want to teach other people how you can grab hold of your miracle, whether yes. it's a financial miracle, a healing miracle, a miracle in your heart, a miracle in your family. So it's 10 principles, yes. 10 keys from the Word of God, all biblically backed. And there's some testimonies, there's some real life experiences. Anyone, whether they're an adapt believer or a novice believer, a new believer, they can pick it up and they can digest it and apply it into their life. That, that's wonderful, especially in the Muslim world. Two, two yes. things really attract Muslims. Is one of them is miracles, of uh, course. The other one is the love of God. Wow. Because there's so much hostility. Yes. When we go down with this unconditional love of Christ, Yes. it just melts down. Even uh, I have testimonies of terrorists who wanted to kill me gave his life to Jesus <laughs> because of the love. Yes. Uh, it, it is amazing. But the other thing is miracles. And of course, we don't go after miracles. We go after Jesus. Yes. It's all about him being glorified. There's always a purpose at the end of the miracle. There's a testimony. Yes. It is very important. But one thing you mentioned, and a lot of people right now going through this, I think that will speak to them, wilderness. Yes. What happens in the wilderness and how, what they need to learn that they don't miss in the wilderness? 
and how they can come out of that wilderness. Yes. Can, can you tell us about that? Please? Yes. A lot of times we look at the wilderness as something negative or bad, mm -hmm. but God uses it for his internal purposes. Yes. It doesn't feel good, but it's going to be not only good for you in the end, it's mm -hmm. going to be good for others. Wow. It says that Jesus, after he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was led into the wilderness. Sure. And I'm sure it wasn't the most pleasant place. Mm -hmm. So in the wilderness, one is uncertainty. Yes. Secondly, the support that you once had, whether financial, friends, um, spiritual, you begin to find that the, the, the framework or the, the support that you had begins to kind of fall to pieces and you feel alone. Yes. You feel alone in the wilderness. Then thirdly, a lot of times there are challenges and hardships that will test wow. your mind and emotions. Mm -hmm. And you have to know, even in your deepest, darkest hour, that God is with you. Mm -hmm. He knows the thoughts that he has for you. He knows that he's going to bring you out. And on the other side of the wilderness, there's a greater plan. And many of the things that you go through in the wilderness is going to be somebody else's message. Wow. And it's going to be your ministry that's going to come the strongest, I believe, out of that wilderness season if God's called you to ministry. Yes. Uh, and sometimes people say, I'm at a setback set place. You know, that is also wilderness too. Yes. And um, one thing recently, I interviewed a pastor who served in prison because of his faith in Turkey for more than two years. Uh, he said it was a very dark season in his life. A lot of voices, you're going to be here rest of your life. We're going to kill your family. We're going to destroy yes. everything that you believe and you love and value in your life. So it was a lot of tormenting voices. They were like trying to really um, just traumatize him, you know, and he was. And he said that one thing that I knew in my spirit, the word was like cling to Jesus. Yes. Cling to Jesus. Like if you are going through wilderness right now, cling to Jesus. Maybe you are not hearing from him, cling to Jesus. Maybe in the wilderness, you barely make it. You know, maybe you are living paycheck to paycheck and you have that fear of like uh, the apostle just said, uncertainty of that feeling, anxiety, because there's so much uncertainty for tomorrow. Cling to Jesus. Just draw near to him because he is going to keep you steadfast in that wilderness. If you are not clinging to him, you are panicking, anxiety, worry, fear. And then you may try to do a shortcut, which would be your B plan in the, in the flesh. And that will really cut your, all your blessings in the long run. So don't try to uh, find short-term solutions because so short-term solutions won't get you out of wilderness. It will expand the yeah. time of your wilderness. Get the message, learn, be teachable in the wilderness. I heard a pastor once said, if you are wise, you don't waste your time. If you are wise, you don't waste your money. <laughs> if you are wise, you don't waste your suffering. Wow, that's powerful. And don't waste your wilderness, right? Don't waste it. It's, there's a there's message. There's lessons to be learned. There, there's yes. lessons to be learned. There's and, lessons. And then, of course, the, the, your second book, Discerning of Spirits, Seven Dimension of Revelation. Yes. Discerning Spirits. It's, it's so important that you discern spirits. How to discern spirits? How do you discern them? Well, one of the ways... Is just being close to God. He gives you a natural mm -hmm. level of discernment. But 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gift of discerning of spirits. spirits. And so we can ask for that gift to be activated as the Holy Spirit wills. When that gift kicks in, he gives you supernatural insight yes. into the, the presence mm -hmm. of, of spirits and also their, their function or their operation. 
Yes. So when people discern the spirits, what spirit is operating? Let's say, so, uh, you know, you you know yeah. that you know this so well. So you go into a meeting. You you are meeting. You're in an environment. Something happens here in your guts. Yes. You have this feeling of maybe uneasiness, right? Yes. Or there is no nobody is angry, but you can feel the spirit of hostility. Yes. <laughs> do, do you feel those things? Yes. I, I'm sure you do. Yes. So when someone is feeling something is happening and they cannot put their finger, what, what should they do? Pray internally. Okay. You can pray out loud mm -hmm. and those prayers get answers. A lot of times I'm praying internally, yes, even talking good. to God in my thoughts, talking to God what internally. What is this, right? Asking yes. Him. What is this? What, show me, God, why am I feeling this? Something's mm -hmm. not right. I feel resistance or yes. uh, even though they're smiling, everything seems okay. Something's not right. Yes. I was just in St. Lucia. Service was going well. And the Lord told me, he said, there's three witches in the meeting and they're, they're just blending in like they're Christians. Wow. And he said, I want you to tell them. Mm -hmm. to come up and get deliverance. And if they don't, stand, you're going to stand at the back door and get them on the way out of church. Wow. So they have two options. options. And the altar filled up with people that had dabbled in witchcraft or were active in it. <gasps> and as soon as I began to call out those spirits that I was seeing, I was describing them as snakes or fish or whatever sure. I was seeing, people began to cough Throwing up and up, vomit yes. and, and sure. manifest those spirits. So a yes. lot of times it's a small impression that when yes. you pray and ask God, what is this? Hmm that gift kicks in, that discernment kicks in. You talk about witchcraft. I am, I'm glad that we, we're going to talk about that subject now. Um, there are people right now watching this broadcast. Yes. Like my my great-grandmother was a witch doctor. Wow. She would take Koran and she would do the Koran, witch, Islam, yes. all mixed, everything. We had people would come. She would take like the nicotine and do all kinds of stuff on them and pray Muslim prayers mixed yes. with it. And I repented from that. I renounced it, even though it was my great grandmother, because I watched it. I believed it. Yes. So I had to get that out of my system. Right. So there are people right now watching this broadcast. Tell us about witchcraft. What is witchcraft and how they can get rid of the curse of the witchcraft in their lives right now? Witchcraft has its power mm -hmm. when people feel helpless, when they feel That's like good. they want to take a shortcut. Mm -hmm. They feel helpless. They want to take a shortcut. Yes. So you see it in many countries where there's rampant poverty and also illiteracy. You see it stronger in those countries because people feel helpless. They don't have the education mm -hmm. and they don't feel they have the resources. So they go to the demonic realm. Witchcraft is accessing the demonic realm, demonic spirits, demonic knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, familiar spirits to try to attain power, so-called blessings, solution, solutions, healing, healing, mm -hmm. and those things. But it always backfires and the person's end always ends up worse yes. than where they started. Because yes. you may get a quick so-called blessing, sure. but it's going to open up the door for other spirits to come into your life. And it's going to start uh, a cycle where mm -hmm. you're always going through something. You're always dealing with something and you always have this thing attached to your life because you dabbled into the to witchcraft or sorcery. Yes. People listen to me. It is a counterfeit. So witchcraft is the counterfeit of supernatural power of God, miracle of God. It's a counterfeit. So basically, um, this ministry is telling us that when you are like you need that miracle and you are going to the wrong, wrong place to get it. This is exactly what witchcraft is. You are going to a place other than God to get your miracle, get your solution, get your answer, get 
whatever you are looking for to get it, you are going to witchcraft. Whenever you are entering, when we say supernatural, I want you to know, supernatural is not only God's supernatural. Yes. When you are dealing with the demonic, it is supernatural too. Devil has supernatural powers too. Of course they do. Look at a book of Exodus. All these magicians were able to, uh, until certain point, to imitate the power of God, miracles of God. They could imitate what Moses and Aaron did. They could imitate. So witchcraft is the imitation of the supernatural move of God. Okay? It's a supernatural imitation, but it has some power in it. So that is why it's alluring. People start believing it. But once you have the truth, you don't go to that realm. Because once you enter into the witchcraft, it has a power and hold on you. And it cuts down your blessings and brings curse and demonic torment into your life. So please pray with people to repent and cut their cords with witchcraft. Yes. Well, Father God, we just pray right now that the anointing of the Holy Ghost will come and destroy the yokes of witchcraft, that you would forgive people by your grace and by your love, that maybe went to a psychic, maybe went yes. to an enchanter, yes. maybe went to a sorcerer, maybe it's in their family, God. We sever those demonic lines of witchcraft, of sorcery, of enchantment, hmm. and we ask down, O God, that any witchcraft that's been done against people, against their family, would be broken as well. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. I, I just want to, while you were praying, I, I just, it was in my spirit. I, I see this uh, lady that she, you had four miscarriages and that was not directly witchcraft, but because of the horror movies that you, you watch in the past, they got a hold of you, those bloody movies and you, you had four miscarriages because of that. So you need to close your doors of your soul and repent from watching bloodshed all the time and just ask God's cleansing power and forgiveness and healing. So you are, you are going to have a child. You are going to have a full-term pregnancy. This is the good news. You are going to have restoration tonight in Jesus Christ's name, but you need to close those doors that you open to the demonic realm in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You had some great dreams and you have dreams. Yes. So tell us about how God is using dreams in your life. Dreams are powerful. They're yes. one of the most supernatural, but also normal ways that God communicates. Yes. And a lot of times he gives me places that he wants me to go, mm -hmm. people that he wants me to meet, awesome. or things he wants me to do in dreams. Yes. And the first thing I do when I talk to my wife in the morning, after I say good morning, I ask her, what did God say to you in the dream last night? That's correct. Sometimes she's had a dream, sometimes she hasn't. But I want to discipline myself to, to went first thing in the morning and see if God spoke to me or spoke to my wife, because I don't want to miss anything that he's saying. A lot of times people get the same dream over and over mm -hmm. and they dismiss it. They think it's just happenstance, but it's God trying to get a message to you. There are yes. some people right now that after they watch this broadcast, I believe God's going to speak to them in a I dream and he's going to confirm to them everything that you've shared. Wow. You know, it goes down to the faith. You know why? Yes. why? Because sometimes people say, why it happens to you? that it doesn't happen to me. It's a part of starting with a disbelief, of course. It is disbelief. Well, it happens to him, but it doesn't happen to me. And you know why? Because I seek it. Yes. Because he seeks it. You, you heard that. He has this spiritual awareness that he asks his wife, asking his, did you see any dreams? Did God give you any dreams? You know what it means to me? 
that he has that awareness in his spirit to be in tune with God, what God wants to say. When you start having that awareness, I was teaching recently to people about what seeking God is. Because we say, seek him with all your heart, you will find him. But a lot of people, they don't know what really seeking is. When he asked his wife, this is part of seeking God. Inquire, David inquired the Lord, scripture says, asking God a dream is seeking God. You see, reading between the lines is seeking God. Being sensitive to what God is trying to speak to us through not only dreams, but our environment, about the nature, the things that happen. Like he speaks to me through falling stars, shooting stars. I see all the time, a lot of stars. I, I lay down in my back porch and I pray and <laughs> worship God like this. And I see a lot of people say, why I don't never see shooting stars? You see four, five, six in one night because wow. I seek it. Not the stars, but I seek God. And he speaks to me. He answers me through those supernaturally natural things, right? Yes. So it's very important. Tell us about also training our senses. How do you train our senses? Because you talk about our spiritual senses. People are a little bit senseless. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good statement. Yes. But we, we are a spirit. Mm -hmm. We have a soul and we live in a body. Yes. A lot of times we see the body of a person but we don't know the spirit of a person and, or their soul. The soul and the spirit is really the real you when yes. they're combined together. So your, so your spirit has spiritual senses, spiritual ears. Like God could speak to you right yes. here on this set, and I wouldn't hear it because he's speaking to your spirit, not to our natural ears. Good. You have a sp spiritual smell, spiritual uh, sight, yes. spiritual t all of those senses that we have in our natural f faculties, we have in our spirit. The Bible says in Hebrews, by reason of use, yes. having our senses mm -hmm. exercised to discern between good and evil. Practice. Don't wait practice. until... Yes, practice yes. makes purpose. Yes. When, even when I'm in the store, I said, God, is anyone you want me to give a word to? Amen. I wouldn't wait till I had a chance to preach yes. in a pulpit or in a church. Mm -hmm. I can do it in the store. I can do it in the streets. Just when I'm out, I'm, I'm speaking to God and says, anything you want me to sh show me, anybody you want me to pray for. And that's practice. We don't have to make it difficult to get into the supernatural, even the small things. I used to ask God, what do you want me to wear today? Because mm -hmm. I never knew who I was going to meet that day. Yes. And so many times he would tell me, go and change your clothes and I'll meet somebody important. Yes. And your impression's different. So Absolutely. by reason of use, we exercise our senses. Try to exercise your spiritual senses in practice. That's so, that's so good because I call this opposite of that is ignorance. A lot of yes. people are believers, unbelieving believers, and they are ignorant to God's voice. They, God is continuously speaking to us, but when you uh, train your senses, spiritual yes. senses, you are very sensitive to what Holy Spirit is telling you. Yes. And then you start seeking more and more. And you have that internal dialogue is going all the time. Yes. And God protects you, warns you, or brings like favor or divine appointments. Like you said, you are yes. going to meet with someone and he prepares you. Yes. So you are equipped and established in the spirit. That is, that is very, very important. Very. So we came to the end of our program. I, I just want to thank you. It's a delight to have you. Thank like, you so much. Speaking the same language. I just, I just <laughs> adore this time. Oh, man. And uh, let, let's, let's train people with the gift of knowledge a little bit more. What would you leave them with today after watching this broadcast? What would the Holy Spirit is speaking? right now take take a moment yes what would you tell someone watching right now just, just go free just go free in the holy spirit well 
the first thing, I just keep getting about incurable diseases. Mm. That there are so many people that's watching, they feel hopeless because the doctors have given diagnosis of incurable diseases. Mm. And I want to challenge you with this. God said, if you would extend your faith, if you would believe on him, mm. that he will show you, he will prove himself to you, mm. not just through the miracle of, he, of curing the incurable, but a proof of his love. Mm. Secondly, I just see a woman that's tossing and turning in her bed. And it's something with her husband. She's going through, the Lord's showing me now, her husband's stepping out on her. He's, he's in adultery, but he's very mean-spirited. He's very aggressive and also abusive at times, but he's stepping out at night mm. and she's alone, tossing and turning in her bed. And I want to say to that woman, the Lord is showing me for your husband, he was abused as a little child. You need to begin to pray for him to be healed mm. as from his childhood hurts and wounds. Mm. And you're going to see him, I just see him breaking down and crying. Amen. And Lord, I just pray for these that I'm yes. seeing with tumors, God, that these tumors would dissolve, that yes. they would decrease, and they would disappear by the power of Jesus Christ, even as you stretch forth your hand in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you so much Thank for being you. with me today. I really appreciate it. I pray special blessings, 100,000 fold to your I ministry. Please, I strongly advise you discerning of spirits and grab hold of your miracle by an uh, amazing, amazing man of God, Postal DeMonte Edmonds. You are seeing on the screen all information that you can contact him and get more information about his ministry. Thank you so much for being with me today. I activate faith, gift of faith into your life that you will seek more and more God and you walk in the supernatural power of God only through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you, shed his blood for you at Calvary so you can have a new life, you can have a new heart, and you can start a new page today. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Somewhere in Turkey, God found a Muslim woman who would one day help him change the world. I wanted to learn about my God because I thought that if I found God, he could answer my prayers. He could change my circumstances. And then I met this guy, he was a fanatical Muslim. We got married when I was a teenager. Another type of misery started. He put a knife on my throat and I was prostrate on the floor, begging him for my life. That was the time that I decided to leave him. So I was dreaming freedom. And I said, I'm going to go to America. And soon after, I went into another relationship with a drug abuser. I was 28 years old, divorced twice, single mother, in depression. There was a voice in my head. Life is not worth living. And I went to work. And I started planning my suicide. I went to the restroom. I started having a disclosure with God. And I said to him, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? And then I cleaned my face and I went back to my seat. Then my boss called me to his office and he said, I have never done this before. My Lord Jesus spoke to me. He wants me to tell you, you are not forsaken nor abandoned. He wants me to ask you right now, would you want to accept him? as your Lord and Savior. 
And I fell on my face to the floor and I started weeping. Yes, Jesus, yes. And that was it. One yes brought me into the kingdom of God. One yes changed my This program is made possible by friends and partners of Ishik Abla Ministries. If you'd like to support our ministry, please go to our website at www.ishikabla.com. There you can make a secure tax-deductible donation. Our vision is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with a message of salvation, freedom, and healing for the transformation of the Muslim world and bring revival to the body of Christ. We thank you for your support.